Hey, what's up? How are you? Hi, I'm good. I just finished making an amazing steak. So I'm having the best time. I really am. Oh, lucky you. Well, I had Chinese fried rice earlier. A few weeks ago, I gave my sister a ring because I wanted to talk to her about something that had been bugging me. Wow, that was me a year ago. I sound so adorable. No problem. They didn't give me any assurances. So when I That's Aziza Tolaolua, a journalist based in Lagos, Nigeria's commercial center. In August 2018, you can't hear it in my voice, but I was so nervous back then. I wasn't sure I knew what I was doing completely. I didn't know if this podcast was going to be a success. There were quite a few false starts. I remember recording that particular voiceover at least three times before we landed on the final version. Yet, here we are. It's been one year since that episode came out, August 10th, 2021. And since then, we've put out 29 episodes. I've gotten the hang of things. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. This is a story. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. And we've shared the stories of over 30 women from across my the globe. My friends always knew, and my friends always knew. So it was just that there was no boundary. My name is Mona Altahawi. I'm a feminist author. We've had stories from women grappling with a society coming to terms with feminism. So many Muslim women around the world began to say, hashtag Mosque Me Too and share their experience. There have been stories on the subject of identity, about what it means to live the trans experience as an African woman. I was comfortable outside in the community, but not comfortable at home. Because my Christian, my parents were also very strict Christians. They are firm believers even now. Stories about women in business, academia, religion, and women doing pretty much everything. I reached out to my friend as a developer. I was like, listen, I want to build an edtech platform. How do we go about it? With each episode, we've been able to deliver on our mandate to document what it means to be an African woman. What does life throw at us for being African women? Well, some of these stories have made you laugh, some have made you cry, but we ultimately want to believe that each of them have brought you hope. I wanted to end this season on a slightly different note, so I decided to have a chat with the production team. On this episode, we're going behind the curtain to show you how stories about these wonderful women are made and how each of them has resonated with us. We're also keen to let you in on a bit of our process as a team putting the show together and how these stories hit home for us. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin and I like girls. This is a storytelling podcast about African women and the different experiences life throws at us for being women. If you still haven't listened to season one or any episodes from this season, I highly recommend that you do after this episode. They're available on whatever streaming platform you're listening on right now. Is a point that popped up in my conversation with you, popped up in my conversation with Ruth as well, and maybe a little bit with Nana, but not so much. Uh, and it's the May release episode. And that's what I wanted to re- do the interview with you for um to kind of like talk about why that episode was <sighs> was triggering dramatic yes for this anniversary episode of the i like girls podcast we decided to switch things up a little bit moisu the voice you just heard put this episode together and you know what i'll allow him tell the rest hi my name is mo 
I'm the long-time audio engineer on the podcast. And typically, you don't hear my voice because I'm usually behind the scenes adding music and sound effects. And removing it at Aisha's request. But today, I am going to tell a story of the unexpected consequence of making this podcast. About the moments that have challenged the team. And now in these moments, people are about to go out and box out their feelings. Or slip them away. Literally. Today's episode is also about what leaves us stumped and sometimes confused. It's about the conflicting emotions we often deal with. And how we get past each of these moments to bring you episodes that always end with hope. To get us started, some context. Each episode goes through a pretty straightforward but thorough production process. It's a lot of work, but it's efficient. And after a year, it's a pretty well-oiled mission. First, Aisha. That's me. She researches a topic or person, books a guest, and then conducts an interview. Or two. Hi, my name is Sam. Sam and Aisha write scripts for the show, and when they are done, they send the episodes over to... Peter. Peter is the editor. He looks over scripts and leaves comments about story direction. What goes, what stays, what works, what doesn't. There was this one script where he left at least 468 comments. That actually happened. But it was just one time, honestly. So yeah, fear editors. Once the script is good and has ticked all the boxes, it comes to me, or... Hi, I'm Dusky. Dusky is our second audio engineer. He and I put the audio together and add all the extra bits of auditory magic Aisha wants us to. The podcast is like an orchestra, and Aisha was our conductor, who just so happens to also play half of the instruments. Each member of the team gets to spend time with the stories, making them their own. We get to know the subjects on a personal level, listen to them, and sometimes we are very deeply affected. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I guess maybe a good point to start would be the script that traumatized you. Okay. Every now and then, we work on an episode where the subject story moves us. This happens quite a lot. Actually, I remember talking to Aisha about something I had noticed about our work. This work of documenting women feels like it intersects with documenting trauma. Because sadly, so much of the feminine experience is traumatic. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's just the reality of the world. There's so much discrimination against women, so many experiences, horrid experiences. You cannot tell stories of women and remove those experiences. Then you wouldn't be truthful in your documentation. Aisha has become stories about women for quite a while. She'd become familiar with what that meant. And it often meant listening to women's stories that, quite frankly, could break her and bring her to tears. And in the long run, sort of warp the way she even heard these stories. Okay, so you need to understand that even before I started this podcast, I spent a couple of years covering difficult stories about Boko Haram, about sexual violence. And I volunteered with Stan to end rape for about a year, where we got a lot of women who had been raped, right? So in a way, I'm not a stranger to difficult stories or experiences. Like when I was interviewing Samoina for the postpartum depression story, um, episode two, I kept replaying other postpartum depression stories that I had heard. And it's that thing where one person's story starts to sound okay because you've heard worse, right? Or because you've heard a lot of traumatizing similar stories. And it wasn't until I spoke to someone, a friend, about that episode that I realized that that I realized what I was doing. And she sort of made me realize that in a way I'm jaded. And so 
I have to catch myself sometimes and remind myself like, oh shit, this story is bad. You can't be okay with it. She's also very intentional when putting these stories together for listeners. But we'll come back to that in a moment. Unlike Aisha, most of the other members of the team were new to this realization of what it meant to tell women's stories. There was one episode in particular, episode 7 of this season, an episode titled Everything Else. All these traumas and then with, without, without realizing that's what I was doing, I became so closed and I felt like I couldn't trust anybody and 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 for me then it was I knew I couldn't trust anyone because I, I felt betrayed uh, the first time I think the most hurtful part was the fact that you know my dad really you know bashed my mom and then in the process he bashed me and he said even if you are in your house why were you putting in that episode shorts? we followed the life of Mary Liz Bibwa a queer activist in Kenya to illustrate just how tough that episode was it literally started with Mary Liz getting raped twice before she was 16. It's one of the heaviest episodes we've ever worked on to date. And it took a toll. Uh, so when I, fu- when I first started to read the story, I just like I just dropped my phone. Like, because what? That's Ruth Olurombi. She was our editor when we made that episode. When she first read the script... Immediately, I felt like overwhelmed. And I began to cry. And that was when I tweeted this script and I started crying because I just started to cry that why this is just so, for some reason, it was so painful for me. And most, mostly because... That episode really affected her. Soon after, she felt herself falling into a dark place. I just found myself that I was just sinking and sinking and sinking and I couldn't help it. So I just... I, just, I remember standing up and like I'm do, I, I have to just get out of this to be able to read it ob- objectively, you know, because you're supposed to walk objectively, uh, set your emotions aside. And I remember just, I remember calling my trainer, telling him that if he will meet me at the gym, that I need to a boxing session for about an hour. This separation of a person with emotions from a person with a job to do is something I found that most people on the team practice. One of my processes when I'm um, writing a script is that I actually listen to the um, recordings first. That's Sam, our writer, who wrote the script with me. But that's by the way. So what I do is when I'm listening for the first time, that's when I I process what the person has said. I, that's when I feel all my feelings and I'm angry and all of that. I'm, I'm like, why? What is this? What's the meaning of this? Why Why are people so wicked and stuff? So that's when I process it and all of that. So it helps me to, to like set the tone for what I'm writing. In place of going to the gym for a boxing session, Sam sleeps. I sleep a lot as a coping mechanism. Like, I sleep a whole lot. If I'm feeling bad, I sleep if I'm I'm not in a good mood. I just sleep. It makes a lot of things better for me. Another episode that really affected Sam was the episode we put out a couple of weeks ago about SI's struggle with her mental health. She had to listen to SI speak about being groomed as a child. Um, so I was molested as a child, I think from when I was 16. Um, from when I was, I think from when I was six, seven. I can't remember exactly. I just have like some few um recollections i know who um i can remember one or two instances but i couldn't it was almost like i forgot up until the point where when i was 13 
and then something happened and like the dam of my memory just burst open. It was it, it was kind of um, relatable because there are a lot of things that happen to us as children that we we don't remember. They're actually hurtful things, and then some years into the future, or you're already grown up and just doing something, and they are doing something that is probably unrelated to what happened to you, but something something inside intertwines and triggers you, and then all those memories just come. Um, flooding back and you're like wow that's what happened with SI scripts I had to like I shut down my system and I was like I'm not writing the scripts today again the similarities in SI's story and um, Merlai's story is actually uh, I think it's something that almost every, should I say girl or lady, I'll say lady because like they're both ladies now, like it's something that there's an intersection in their stories that a lot of women or ladies can relate to. And it's unhealthy because we shouldn't be bonding over traumatic experiences, but that's where we find ourselves. It's a pretty sad place to find yourself. This place of noticing that there's such a huge intersection between stories about women and stories about trauma. But I guess it also makes these stories important to tell. Important to help other people listening not feel alone. Important to offer hope. Important. That's the word I told Aisha when she asked me to describe the podcast in one word. So in the movies, they said that like if you're a sniper and you shot somebody and somebody says asks you if it gets easier, you said that the moment it gets easier, that's when you become worried. So yeah, I don't think it will ever get easier for me personally because every day you get surprised by human kindness, the depths of human kindness, and you get thrown by the depths of human um, wickedness, the evil that lies in people. And you always think that, oh, okay, once I've got to this point, I think that I've seen it all, and life surprises you, and you're like, what? So no, I don't think it gets easier. The process of the work actually itself gets easier because, you know, you've been doing it for years, and you you, you know what works and what doesn't you... And you're always, you know, developing yourself and all of those things. So the process of the work actually gets easier to some extent. But the content itself, I don't think it ever gets easier. I think after getting to this point, the next question on my mind was, how do you move forward from this? How do you move forward? So, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, I definitely have moments where I'm like, oh. And that answer I found in my conversation with Aisha. You are Gen Z. I don't like, and I guess this is something that maybe I have to work on, but I don't like when people don't do the work or don't do the work on time and then tell me it's because of, oh, I had to take time. I don't know the word for it. Um... 
and this is obviously toxic because this is something like our parents would say but it's like we have to do the work like we can't not do the podcast because we are traumatized so take the time you need to be traumatized but like do the work so that's kind of my approach to these things because i don't know any other way right um the kind of work that i've been doing for the past few months even outside of the podcast like in terms of like certain investigations obviously they've not been out and everything is extremely traumatizing but like i can't say i'm not doing the work because i'm traumatized so this is kind of like the mindset that i go with and which is why i get extremely frustrated when someone on the team says or oh yeah i couldn't do the work because i was traumatized or i had to take a break and i'm like don't annoy me so this is like my mindset I, and i think that's what is helping me but trust me i know it is toxic but i just don't know any other way for us to like do this work because somebody has to do it somebody has to tell the stories someone has to transcribe the interview someone has to put the audio together and it's like i just don't know how else that the work is going to get done i feel like she was talking to me I am a Gen Z, yes, and I very very often don't get my work done on time because I was quote unquote traumatized. But I don't think it's a toxic idea. And this work does need to get done and someone needs to do it. I think the team understands this too. Like we all take the time we need to feel the way we feel. But at the end of the day, this work needs to get done and someone needs to tell these stories and tell them with dignity. It's one of the things we have learned and we believe in unapologetically that the subject of our stories are not meant to be viewed as traumatized period these are actual people regardless of their experiences and their journeys it's important to always portray their stories not as a spectacle for audiences but with dignity i mean you have to with the kind of stories we tell because this is someone being vulnerable and trusting you with like really hard parts of their life right the least you can do because like we just said like the previous day the previous question you asked me you are re-traumatizing the person so the least you can do is tell their story like with dignity be like let it be in their words don't change stuff be respectful because you already like they already hurt him just by talking to you so it's something that i i think this was something i didn't know how to learn per se i just knew that this was like common sense like this is what you have to do and that's why when someone doesn't want something in like on the podcast i don't argue with them one like a good example when i was talking to essai she said please write about my parents with dignity they only were they were only doing what they knew how to do so i mean if you play the audio again you'd see that it was established that this is what they did but towards the end it was kind of like these people were just only parenting the way they knew how to and it's like i don't know it's just super important to me because they are being open and trusting and vulnerable and you can't give them anything in return except to tell their story properly so and that's what we try to do with every episode of the podcast on our way to telling stories of hope we have learned to listen to these stories with empathy we know to appreciate the vulnerability of the people whose stories we share and yes sometimes these stories are tough but for us that's more reason to tell the stories to tell them well and to tell them with dignity 
so this is where i call it a day for this episode and for the season I'm going to give the microphone back to aisha now to give us the credits Thank you for listening to this episode of I Like Girls. I Like Girls is produced by 27 Productions. If you'd like to get in touch with us, visit 27productions.co forward slash I Like Girls. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at I Like Girls Pod. Also, please rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on. Rating us helps other people discover the podcast just like you. This episode was produced and written by Mo Isu and Samia Talamutu. Audio engineering is by Mo Isu. Our editor is Peter Akinesi. And our theme music is by Banks with a double G. The rest of the music you heard throughout this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. I'll catch you next season.